The Urban Perspective. I've been um, dealing with people, and I'm getting so many emails about Nicaea, the counselor right, Nicaea. Right, yeah. So many people are confused. And I said, well, let me, uh, being I have a pastor here, let me get you on. And they say most pastors never even heard of the Nicaean Council <laughs> and how Christianity was invented there. Hmm. And I actually saw that in a book. I've seen a couple of videos, and I talk a little bit about it. But, right. but how do you feel just hearing that? Christianity was invented at the Nicene Council. Have you ever heard of the Nicene Council? I've heard it several times, in, in particular, primarily from the comedic community, yes. comedic guys that are into, or guys and girls that are into comedic science. They say uh, they receive tons of misinformation. So the first thing, just in case people don't understand, that the, the councils were ecumenical councils. And, yes. and ecumenical councils, basically, a bunch of bishops got together, and they were trying to de decide certain things in relation to the church that already existed. And what was already going on. On in the church. Existed. Yeah, That's very so, important. How do you know that, though? Well, when we when we study history, and we, we study history of, of church fathers as well as Jewish historians, we're able to gather this information, which you'll find out in particular about Council of Nicaea in 325, mm -hmm. that Constantine did not invent Christianity at the Council of Nicaea because he had already issued uh, an edict known as the Edict of Milan 12 years before the council. And what was the, that the, about now? The Edict of Milan was just really making it so that Christians would stop being persecuted. So let me say that again. The Edict of Milan was about Christians, meaning that Christians had already mm. existed before the Council of Nicaea, so that these Christians would stop being persecuted because Christianity was one of the most persecuted faiths during that time. Now, you know, uh, Constantine was into polytheism. Romans were into just believing in many gods, so it wasn't like they were trying to make Christianity exclusive, but they wanted the persecution of Christians to stop, and they were seeing the popularity of what people had believed about Jesus. So he issues this Edict of Milan, to stop the persecution, making way to, for it to be one of the legal religions uh, in the area at the time. And that wasn't nothing about control or anything. It was just something that was already going on. I often hear people say it was a political move. It was a political move and they wanted to, um, they wanted to bring Jesus, a white God, in. What do you say? Well, well I, I would agree to some extent about it being a, polit a political move from Constantine's position. Okay. But I, I would not say it was not a tool of control for black and brown people because one of the leaders at the Council of Nicaea was a guy by the name of Athanasius. And Athanasius was a Christian. He was African. And he was also known as the Black Dwarf because of his dark skin and his short stature. So I want you to hear this. Oh. So in 325, at least over a thousand years before the Middle Passage of 1619, That's there were black Christians who were arguing for the faith, who were also intellectual and theological fighting for the faith. And at this particular council, he went against another guy known as Arius. Yes. And the issue at hand at the Council of Nicaea was the essence of Jesus. It was not about creating the Christian faith. As we've already established, an edict was issued 12 years prior. Already. Christians had already existed. And then we got Josephus' writings, 
200 years before the council now see it. That's correct. So when we begin to study history, we're able to see these things. But what a lot of these cats do that try to say is invented, they're using Google scholarship instead of actual scholarship with books and footnotes. But back to the council. So uh, Athanasius was going against Arius. Mm -hmm. Arius was trying to say that Jesus was a created being. And so this is why one of the things you see in the actual Nicene Creed is that he was begotten and mm -hmm. not made. And so uh, it's important that we understand a black African man led this because if not for his leadership, there would be tons of her her heretics following in Arianism. But the and, thing, and, it, oh, the thing is so crazy is I'm, this is this is the first time some people are hearing this because the way the conscious community teach it that there was a bunch of white folk in the room <laughs> and these white folk got here and picked books in the Bible and made Jesus God right there. Well, well, again, th th they're wrong about that because again there were Africans there, and then if you just even look at the scriptures, you got the Coptic Church already established, uh, and, we, and many would credit the Ethiopian eunuch based on Acts chapter eight mm -hmm. as founding the Coptic Church. So just it's historically inaccurate to say that Constantine invented Christianity and that there were no black people present at the council. One of the leading voices, in fact, the leading voice was a black African man by the name of Athanasius. And again, this was uh, over a thousand years before uh, before the transatlantic slave trade. Now, when they try to talk about the, the scriptures, the scriptures were voted, not voted in the Bible. But it was the Council of Council of Carthage at 397. That's correct. And so in 397, it's important that you understand this. The the books were already established. The canon, which we the, call can, the we canon. call that the canon. The yes. 66 books. What they were talking about is making sure that the apocrypha was not included as canon as the the books that should be written uh and the books that were written during what we know as the period of silence the period of silence is the 400 year gap between malachi the last book of the old testament and matthew the first book of the, of the new testament in our english bibles um because really mark was probably written first as known as mark in priority but but in terms of how our english bibles are written it's a 400 year gap and so the apocryphal books were not included and so that was 397 so they they weren't voting on and make making the bible it's important that we understand in 325, Christianity had long been established. We can long been they were called Christians at Antioch, Acts chapter 11. 11 26, so, yes. so yeah, we, we already had that established based on redemptive history. But what happened in 397 was they wanted to be clear on what was what was inspired yes. and what wasn't. And what wasn't. Excellent, yep. excellent. Um what do you think there are any sources? What do you recommend to someone read? A lot of people look at videos. What do you recommend? I know yeah. Josephus is important. I tell yeah, people man. and they understand that they just can't pick up a video right. and just watch certain videos. They have to look. I often tell people they have to understand timelines. If they right. understand timelines, they won't get confused. You don't have to be a historian to know history. But if you understand timelines, people just can't tell you anything. What do yeah. you think somebody is good for someone to read well, if they wanted to? kind of understand that well i would say I, I would i would get writings on and let me say this uh we've talked about in other other talks about the whitewashing of history and mm -hmm. so even though we we know these men were african many of them were of a darker hue mm -hmm. um uh, the books that you read on them will have white men on the covers uh, that's just a sad reality we're dealing with but it doesn't it does not uh it, it does not mean that we should negate the historicity of what these guys did. So now you're a Christian pastor. Yes, I am. You're not a Muslim. You're not. You're not a Black Hebrew Israelite. You're a Christian <laughs> pastor, and you 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 you're admitting on on video 
that yeah. that Christianity has been whitewashed. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, so one of the books I would recommend is How Africa Shaped the Christian Mind by Thomas Oden, That's because right. what Thomas Oden captures in his book is how a guy named Adolf von Harnack yes. uh, intentionally removed all black and African uh, contribution to Christianity. Deliberate. And so, and so, so with, with the with the whitewashing of Christianity, you had the whitewashing of scholarship, mm -hmm. and so then black and brown contributions to the faith, to philosophy, to monasticism, which it's important that we understand. Uh, monasticism, monasticism, which deals with you know being a monk, started in Africa. Egypt, the Library of Alexandria was Egypt, in Africa. Correct. Philosophy was in Africa. Origin of philosopher was African, and so we got this rich history of intellectual fortitude and prowess that in the was whitewashed. Yeah, that was whitewashed and negated by white supremacists. And so there was there was a systemic issue to to whitewash history. And so that's why many of these books may have white faces on them, uh, but it does not negate the historicity of what these men did. We just gotta recapture the full extent of history because God has used people of all hues in order to draw people to himself. So I would say how, how Africa shaped the Christian mind by Thomas Oden. I would read, again, it may be a white man on the cover, but uh, we know he was the black dwarf. Read Athanasius's uh, writing. I would read uh, the church father Augustine. Uh, that's another African church father. Uh, Augustine. So these these are people that I will read. I read one that's embraced by Tony Evans because he actually he chronicles the black and brown presence in scripture mm. by name, chapter and verse, and giving you the history of that's these Pastor people. So, Tony Evans. Yeah, Pastor Tony Evans. Mm -hmm. When we see Nimrod, a person of color, mm -hmm. David, a person of color, John Mark, again, whose whose gospel was written first. He was a Cyrenian Jew. A person of color wrote one of the gospels. So when, when they try to say all these things, when they try to say, well, Constantine and all these white people invented Christianity, is historically inaccurate. And to keep saying that is disingenuous and you can't call yourself conscious if you're ignoring logic and history. All right, all right. But uh, I know some people probably hit me and say, well, this guy has some type of black, some type, every time people start, you try to put history in its proper perspective, yeah. people get, especially my European brothers and sisters, they get a little leery. Mm. Or do you feel you're racist by saying that? No. The stuff that you're saying? You're, no. you're talking a bunch of blackness. No, I'm responding to racist. And so what what I'm doing, what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm responding, I'm responding to racist and racism because as we've established, we they have whitewashed history. Mm. Now some of the current our current white brothers and sisters may not be perpetuating this myth, but we are still dealing with the effects of the myth. When we go to our, our reformed institutions. All we, all we see is white faces. We see a white Jesus on the on, on the front of my book, my New Testament. It's a white Jesus on the cover uh, at the seminary that I went to. Mm. At the Macy's, they made him look white. Um, and so th these are the things we're talking about. We're saying, huh, um, this, color this, doesn't this, matter. What, what color seems, doesn't it's matter. interesting that color doesn't matter when you've already put a white face on the book. If, if, if color doesn't matter. Oh, somebody's then, texting then, me. If color then, doesn't matter. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if it doesn't matter, then why why would you uh, whitewash history that way? And so I, I'm not racist. I mean, I pastor a diverse church. We're about 79% black, 19% uh, white, and 1% Hispanic. Uh, so uh, this this is this is the church. Uh, I say two percent. Uh, this, but this is the church that I that, that I pastor, and so uh, we're excited about that diversity. But I think authentic diversity is when we can talk honestly about what happened. 
which is why we're seeing even you know some of the protests now is because we, we want to make these people as if somehow the confederacy is something that we should celebrate just read the articles of succession and when people try to say stuff what's well, about their rights their right to do what it was for their right to own so, people yeah, so again so when you just try to whitewash and sanitize uh aspects of our history that are that reveal total depravity then we should be called out on that and so to try to label someone a racist because they're talking about something that actually happened um now it's not that i'm a racist no you're a race evader because it makes you uncomfortable to confront uh the effects of white supremacy and the past of white supremacy Tell us about the YouTube channel. Are you going to be talking more about this? What's the purpose in, um, that you have in mind with, 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 with first formulating that channel? Well, first, let me thank you because you inspired me just seeing Berean TV mm -hmm. and all the work you're doing to be able to talk about these topics to equip and empower the church. So uh, the urban perspective is something I wanted to do um, with. I wanted to have some intentionality of having the initials UP, urban perspective, because I want to take our people higher. Mm -hmm. And so as we have these discussions, we're able to build. We're getting empowered. And so I'm bringing on scholars with, of different expertise to be able to speak to some of these issues, also provide resources. That's why I show you uh, books and authors um, when people are mentioning different books, because I want our people reading. I want us being educated and I want us empowering our people from a heart of love based on the gospel and what Christ has done for us. And so this isn't this isn't a black thing. This is this is a human dignity thing. OK. And based on the Imago Dei, all people, even non-believers, deserve dignity and respect. Even because, because they are made in his image. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So what we what can we expect from you coming up in by way of videos? Yeah, well, in the we next got, couple well, of months or weeks or whatever. How well, I'm looking forward to you and I continuing to chop it up, and we're mm -hmm. we're, we're going to talk about some some controversial topics. We're gonna oh talk yeah, about you got slavery. Yeah, okay, you know, okay. People talk, we we, we got to talk about, about, about women in the Bible. Is the Bible uh, mm -hmm. does the Bible promote gender oppression? Does the Bible condone rape? And we're going to bring on doctor. We're going to bring on another sister. We're going to bring on somebody else about yeah, that dealing gonna, with the yeah, women's thing. Yeah, we're going to have brothers and sisters on that can speak to that. So I'm excited about about okay. that, and we want to continue to just put out good content. Good content, so that. Uh, because so many people are going to Google and YouTube for scholarship. Yes. Well, we want to at least, we, we still want to encourage you to read. Me and Maria, get some books. Get some books. With footnotes. With footnotes. Books with footnotes. Don't be Google scholars. And just getting freestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, but, uh, but, YouTube isn't a bad thing. So we want to no. utilize technology for mm -hmm. God's glory and want to continue to put good content out there. Um, how can we get in touch with you? Well, I, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, on at, Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, uh, on Facebook at Jerome Gay Jr. So you can Jerome Gay Jr. You see me there. On Twitter, it's at Jerome Gay. And then the YouTube channel is uh, The Urban Perspective. The Urban Perspective. Doc, it's good to have you. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. We're going to be doing a lot more. Yes, sir. Looking Thanks forward to it.